Welcome, ladies, to the Wing Woman Podcast. We'd like to welcome you aboard our flight from all alone to we're in it together. Before our departure, the podcast crews Jules Varney and Rhonda Holman would like to point out our safety features to include supporting one another, sharing our struggles so that we all see the light at the end of the tunnel, and flying through life surrounded by that silver lining. Your crew will demonstrate how to keep it raw, real, and inspiring. In the event of a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks will not fall automatically from the panel above unless you're actually in a plane listening to this episode. On board this podcast, there are two emergency exits, one located in the front illuminated with the sign, you're not flying solo, and one in the rear labeled sharing our stories and thoughts as we fly through this crazy life supporting one another. Please sit back and enjoy your flight. Well, good morning to all you wing women out there. This is Jules, your co-host of the Wing Woman podcast, and I finally got my sidekick on this show here. And today we're going to have some Friday ramblings about body image. Good morning, Miss Rhonda. Well, good morning, Miss Jules. I am so excited to be back on. Uh, You know, it's been one of those summers, you know, as as a mom of two children under the age of 15, like you were there. It's it's a little <laughs> challenging. Yeah. Hey, I just shipped one off to Hawaii. So. Wow. Yeah. It's exciting. One-way ticket, baby. <laughs> you don't hear moms say <laughs> that very often with a smile. One-way ticket to paradise. It's one way. Rip Eddie money. Great song. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he left on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, and he got there. He traveled all day, and he got there um, late, late our time, Tuesday night, and about four o'clock Tuesday his time. He's having a good time. Sent me a picture last night that he sunburned. What to do for it? Like, <laughs> of course, rookie his move. Because <laughs> his older brother lives there, so he should know what to do with it. So we'll see. He did text me that he's like, I'm thinking of getting a job here. Gas is really expensive. Like, why are you buying gas? But whatever. Well, you, you got to go around the island at least three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, he's doing all good. I'm excited for him. I think, I think, you know, he just needed to get out of this bubble, out of the Syracuse bubble, you know, and just explore the world. And, you know, since his brother lives there and, you know, can help him out with that. So yeah, I think that's the fun. best thing that you can do for your kids is give them the motivation and the wings to fly away. Right. You know, because... I've met so many people in, in my life that ended up never traveling or seeing the world and their, right. their viewpoints are so narrowed because they weren't, they didn't have interaction with the different cultures and different ways of thinking and, and the different personality types that I really think help make you a rounded person. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, the more we see and do and, and not live a sheltered life and um, I know there's all protecting our kids and stuff, but really, um, they have to dip their toes in the water. They have to, you know, feel the sand and they just have to, you just have to let them be themselves because they'll come back. Trust me, they come back. But yeah, for especially Thanksgiving and Christmas and money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're handing out gifts, those yeah. type of holidays. <laughs> A little driving's not so bad. They'll be there with their hands out. Exactly. <laughs> So recently you said you were feeling like insecure and some articles came out about body image. What, what do you want to talk about it? About the okay. Body image? 
so I, I wanna I wanna cite an actual event that happened to me at a theme park, and then I want to talk about how it affects women, no matter what age you are. So you know, I was at a water park, and you know, I'm I'm almost forty, and I have a little extra area of circumference in the front middle half of my body. <laughs> having having two the kids, spare tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's defying gravity and uh i was in a bathing suit it was like a one piece but it kind of had some transparent parts you know cuz i'm not i'm not confident enough to wear a bikini and i was just walking down the alley and this lady and her boyfriend walked past me jules out of nowhere she says you look amazing and then just kept walking <gasps> that was like the the most amazing feeling I, she didn't have to do that out of nowhere just just randomly right. walks up and says, you look amazing and just keeps walking. Like, and I, I, it really made me start thinking about all the insecurities that we all face with one part of our body or another, even the ones that are super fit and, you know, they oh, have yeah. the, the cover model image mm -hmm. as far as body type, right. they're insecure about something like, Oh, absolutely. It just, it took that one little comment to totally turn my day around. And what did I want to do? Oh, I wanted to find the next lady. I was like, oh my God, you look amazing. Like I, it was like this, this uh, waterfall effect. Like I knew right. how good it made me feel to have an unsolicited comment, even though I didn't feel amazing. And mm -hmm. then to, I just wanted to share it forward. And then, you know, I thought about all of my life. Like I remember even when I was fit, like say I was 15, I had the, you know, what is that That's feeling? That's the last time I was fit at 15. <laughs> well, they say, they say, I wish I was as Maybe skinny as I was. before I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But they say, I wish I was as skinny as I was before no. the, the first time I thought I was fat. You know? Right. And, and I thought about that. Like, I remember being a teenager and wearing a towel. I would always put it, like, anytime we were in a water area, I would put the towel around my waist because I was so insecure at that age. Like this is a lifelong insecurity. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it can stem from anything from one person saying something negative to you and then all of a sudden you become secure. And, you know, nowadays, like with all the social media, these young girls have all these things that they think they're supposed to live up to. So like you said, it can be a trickle effect, but it also can be a trickle effect in the wrong way too at times. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much. If you're insecure already and one person points out a flaw, that thing can stay with you for years and years and years. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it just, you know, and I just, I, I, I just got to thinking about it and like all the times I, and then of course, throughout the rest of the day at the water park, I'm looking at all these girls, whether they're young or old or in between. Right. And I can see where they're insecure. They're holding their belly or they're covering up their thighs with either shorts uh -huh. or those little skirt bathing suits. And right. it just, it, it just, it's profound when you think about it, like how we can actually let our body type and our insecurities dictate how much fun we can have. Oh, I, I, I truly agree because you just, you look at it like you find one flaw and then you kind of, invest yourself to keep looking at it and then you try to get over it and then you have to realize that you have to be happy in the shape that you're at nobody else lives that in in that skin you know they always say you know love your skin or live in your skin that you know you love but it's 
just, it's so, you know, I have a little mama pouch or pooch, whatever you want to call it. I'd love to get rid of it. Um, if my insurance would ever pay for plastic surgery, I'd have no problem of getting that sucked and tucked. Oh, no, 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 no. Because I feel like when I wear pants, you know, I got that little pooch sticking out. And, you know, God forbid I put those new style mom jeans on. Holy Moses, does it emphasize that area. But, and I'd like to wear those jeans. They kind of look kind of cool, but not on this bod. But, you know, we all have those insecurities. And like you said, even the the perfect fit person there, I don't, you know, believe there's probably truly one person that's totally happy with their self-image, you know, whether it's man or woman, I think we all like wish, you know, we had straight hair, if we have curly and, you know, we have better eyebrows and my eyelashes and, you know, there's always one thing. I just think we cope with it. I think we deal with it and we, you know, um, just be happy with everything else that we have. So yeah. We just kind of sweep it away, sweep it under the rug. And, you know, I have a scar on this eyebrow. And so I have chosen not to pencil it in or do anything with my eyebrows. So it's there. Some days it looks better than others, but whatever. But I know it's there, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and I, here's another thing I noticed is the, the, the women out there that are super insecure about certain parts instead of, you know, just trying to put it on the back burner and not make it rule their day, you kind of bring it up first. You know what I'm talking about, Jules? So, hey, Jules, how are you doing today? This is your part where you say, I'm doing great. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great. Oh, you know what? I'm so glad I'm here. Look at this dress. Doesn't this make me look so, oh my gosh, can you tell that I'm wearing Spanx? Oh, (laughs) But that's like yeah. usually the second thing you say. Oh my God, I could not get my stomach your, in this. Yeah, does this make my butt look fat? Does you highlight like your insecurities. I don't get it, guys. You got to get over that. You can't do that anymore because all that does is make it worse. Oh, absolutely. It just, you know, I don't know. I think the world we live in today, I'm, I'm wondering how it was when there was no social media. There was no, all these print magazines or TVs. And women were a little bit more fuller, right? Wore a little bit more clothes, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what was underneath all those clothes because they're all bustled and tussled and tucked and sucked and all into these clothes, if you think about it. So were they, did they really have body and images issues? Because you really couldn't tell. But nowadays with, you know, videos and all these people that, you know, try to you know have a different appearance and now i think although i do think there's more um people women that are in the celebrity roles that are not perfect they're sharing that yeah they are they're they're warriors they're trying to change the victoria's secret perfectness right to the more like this is the real life yep you know like that what's that lizzo what's her name lizzo lizzo whatever her name is um, Demi Lovato has shared some pictures of, you know, herself in a bathing suit with, you know, some pimple dimples, cellulite dimples or whatever. So it's okay. So I think they want people to know that they're just an average person too. Yeah. Well, you know, I think about your, you're, you're taking me back to like the 18th century, right? So if you were skinny, you were not the first pick for a male to procreate with because you did not look healthy. 
right. <laughs> and you're supposed to go out and bury me some babies. I don't, I, I need some meat on your bones so that I can know that you're going to make it through delivery. <laughs> <laughs> your hips need to be wider. I know, no right? child's going to come out of that canal. Our priority, it's just like the tans, right? Like if you were tan, then you were um, not in the elite society because that meant that you were outside working. So like right. the paler you were, the, the more attention you got. Like, it's just weird how we go through these trends in culture and in standards over the, mm -hmm. you know, hundreds of years. Like it's always changed, but there, well, I think it cycles back around. Yeah, like, it does. You can only reinvent the wheel so many times, just like fashion. I'm looking at all the fashion out there now today and damn, I should have kept my ass closed from the eighties. <laughs> I should have just kept all that stuff. When I could have sold them, made some boatload of money. <laughs> I know. It's crazy because it just, it's cycling back around the half shirts, the pants, the mom, you know, the mom jeans, those type of things are cycling back around. So body image is cycling back around and shifting the shifting the focus of something more realistic yeah well the one thing i hope they don't bring back for the males is that unibrow i am not a big fan of that one you know where it looks like there's a caterpillar going across their forehead whatever male would want to have that well it was a thing before they before the males became uh what's that word where they're Manscaped. manscaping yes before <laughs> manscaping there were caterpillars crawling across males heads all oh over my the world. gosh <laughs> i have never seen that oh i've seen it on a woman but i've never seen it on a man i mean i know there's probably some that really have big thick eyebrows and they should be maintained or manscaped whatever Oh my God, that's hilarious. I'm gonna have to look that up. Caterpillar eyebrows. Well, think about Dodgeball. Did you see that movie? And the female, yes. she had the unibrow. Oh yeah. What was her name? Olga? Olga? <laughs> Something like that. If yeah. you guys need an image, that's where I go to first when I'm trying <laughs> to talk about caterpillars walking across your forehead. Oh my gosh. Now again, we're talking about the body image. See? I know. It does. It happens. Because that person probably doesn't like those eyebrows and they have nothing to do with it. And it's probably a lot of upkeep to keep your eyebrows. Yeah, I don't grow I don't know how much well. it costs to wax eyebrows. I'm sure somebody could tell us, but how often you have to do it. And do they get really thicker after you wax them? Ooh, is that a folklore? I don't know. You know, I'll have to ask my hairdresser. So, I mean, once in a while, maybe once a year, I get my eyebrows waxed just to clean them up a little bit. But I don't know. I haven't noticed that they got thicker or grew in more. I definitely don't have a caterpillar brow. <laughs> Hashtag so I do have this one eyebrow. It's my right eyebrow. And it has this one gray hair that's in my, my brow line. Fuck it, lady. Oh, it gets so long and I don't see it because sometimes it lays down. And then one day I look in the mirror and it's like curled up. Like it oh <laughs> looks like gosh. a pig tail on my face. I'm like, what is that? Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. Fuck it, fuck it. It's just like us with the chin hair and the random curly See, hair. That, that is one thing I told my, my kids. Listen, <laughs> we need to make, start making lists of when we get old and we can't do all these things to make us look how we want to look, you know, like wearing the right supportive bras or um, the chin hairs. So I do too have some several chin hairs out of my chinny chin chin um, that Sometimes you can only see them in the right light, in the right mirror. 
Yep. And sometimes those little bastards are hard to get out. <laughs> it takes a lot of plucking. It's oh. like they have a string that goes to the end of your foot. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Where have you attached to? <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling my kids the other day because I was plucking the hair and walked in. One of the kids walked in. I don't know if it was Jackson or Ethan, but I was like, if I get old and I cannot pluck these hairs, please do not let me go or path away with my chinny chin chin hairs. Pluck them. There's a bunch of them. You'll need to get a good mirror. I'll leave some good tweezers. Just make sure these are gone because they're really like thick and annoying and in the right light, you can see them. I mean, you can't see them with every, but they're there. They're annoying. So to all the women that have to pluck their chin hairs, amen. We're with you. I have a question. Sugaring. So that's supposed to take off like the top dead layer of skin. Does that take off what? like peach fuzz too? Sugaring? Yeah. So they scrub your face with some type of synthetic sugar. Maybe it's real sugar. I don't know. They could just call it sugaring. And then all these ladies come out of the salon and their face is beet red. But I can't remember if it takes off hair. But clearly you're not the Google sugaring. <laughs> you're not the but, person to ask. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of it. It's probably like an exfoliating, don't yeah. you think? It's but like microdermabrasion with the hair. I don't know either. either. But I mean, you figure all that friction. I don't know. Uh -huh. Like I had microdermabrasion before and uh, it didn't take off hair. No. I've seen that little tool that you use to remove all the hair. Have you seen that? It's like a little gold wand with a light and you move it in circular motions. It's like uh, as seen on TV. I'm wondering if that works. If anybody has used that out there, please let us know if it works. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I have peach fuzz on my side that I'd like to remove. But I'm afraid to because I don't want a beard. Well, then that's why you got to go back to 10 minutes ago when you say, is it a folklore? If you take off hair, if you shave hair and it grows back twice as thick. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's pretty white and, and light right now, but if I, if I remove it, am I going to get a beard? I mean, if I disturb those hair follicles, oh. they grow back thicker and twice as thick. <laughs> we can start braiding your facial hair. That'd be mm. fun. I'd do that for you. Hey, I feel bad for the, <laughs> the women that do have facial hair and that it's just something that they have because it can't be fun. No. I'm, I, I already have enough maintenance. I can't imagine piling it on. No, plucking my chin hairs is tough enough, man. These little buggers, I'm telling you, they're, they're little beaches to get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the best part about uh, connecting with wing woman is like, there's so many situations like you think you're alone and that nobody else is struggling with because people aren't talking about it. Well, the truth is a lot of us deal with the same stuff in different situations, but the same problems, just like we're talking about insecurities and maintenance and, you know, self, it, body image issues, you know, body image stuff. Oh, so what is one thing of your routine that you have to do every day? Like if you don't do it, you feel like you missed, like you feel all off. Eyebrows. Your eyebrows? Yeah. So this one time, not in band camp, but I was sitting... <laughs> Okay, so this was in the 90s, and skinny eyebrows were the thing. I mean, they were right. high. Every music artist had those skinny black eyebrows. So um, I decided, hey, it's time for me to get some, some eyebrows on point. So I sat on my porch, and I had one of those mirrors, right? So the one mirror side was fine. It was regular. And the other mirror side was magnified. 
right? I'm like, well, I'm going to get these lines perfect. So what did I do? I flipped the mirror around. I'm on the ma magnified side, right? Right. And I can, I, I mean, I it was so traumatic. I'm telling you, Jules, like I, I'm literally, as I'm describing this to you, I'm back in that place. So I spend a good 30 minutes. I mean, my eyebrows, they were, they were perfectly even. Pointy. They were on point. Okay. Here's what I do. I turn the mirror around to see how good I did, right? And just the regular mirror. Mm -hmm. Couldn't see him. I took too much and it never came back. I took too much hair and it was literally what? my whole life I've had this one line. <laughs> oh my oh, God. How did it not come back? Apparently, I'm not good at growing hair. Oh. <laughs> and I know I'm not alone because there's got to be other women out there that cannot grow eyebrows. And so for the last, what, 25 years, I've had to pencil them in every day. This one time, I feel like I went to Princeton. I got face tats, right? Like, cause this has been an ongoing thing my whole right. life cause I can't grow hair. And microblading, you got microblading? No, no, but I did do face tattoos mm. and it was the eyebrow Nazi. She was so rough. I remember, so she did like the topical anesthetic, but because it's right on your brow bone, no yeah. matter what kind of anesthetic they try to do, you feel it and it hurts. Like I cried for an hour and a half as she's tattooing my face and oh my it gosh. only lasted for like three months and then it faded away because I guess this body part, this, the skin and it moves right. too much. So it just doesn't hold ink. Uh, so yeah, it's been a struggle my whole life. And, and if I don't have eyebrows, I, ca I can't go out in the world. <laughs> well, yes, the struggle is real. That's interesting. Cause you know, microblading is a thing and I've had a couple friends have it done and they thought it was great and it lasted for, you know, six months and then you get it done. But, um, interesting. interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe you know, plucked them too hard that you just ruined the hair follicle. Yep. The whole those were out. the ones attached to my feet, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Just kept plucking, plucking, plucking. Oh, you know, and who knew, who knew that 25 years later, I would still be insecure about that one event, that one afternoon that changed my face forever. <laughs> <laughs> It removed my eyebrows. I have no it erased idea. them from my face. Oh. <laughs> you know, the, the hair that I do have there is just super light. So I have to emphasize it. Whether it's, you know, I've heard everybody, I'm sure you guys have some really great opinions and great advice. I, let's see what I've, I've heard is um, you could dye the hair so it looks thicker. So I could like do okay. hair dye on my eyebrows. I could do like what you said was the micro, microblading. Yep, microblading. Um, microblading. There's hair transplant where they can pull it from the back of the base of the hair and just transplant the follicles. Ew, that sounds painful. Yes. And, uh, and then the tattooing, which I've tried. Uh, I, think, I think at some point I will get bad at drawing them in. Right. To, to where and using a pencil is probably the, the, the least expensive way. Like that's, it's yeah. for your pocketbook. Yeah, right now I, I don't use know how much microblading or needling or whatever they're doing to them cost, but it's probably not that cheap. No, yeah, I don't do well with like spending money on maintenance, but uh, but for right now I just I use like a little triangular brush, and then I have like this. Uh, it looks like eyeshadow, but it's for your eyebrows. eyebrows. And I've spent thousands of well, not thousands, okay, like a hundred dollars. Your husband. <laughs> on, I know, shh, 
on stuff that is supposed to give you like the the wow brow and the little brow. Let's trademark that the wow brow. Yeah, it's all kinds of stuff, and like the it's like a special eyebrow. Like my the girls at work, they try to help me out as much as possible. Like this one girl's brows are on point. So at one point in time, I did spend you know, at least a hundred dollars on different eyebrow products that, you know, don't yeah, rub off right. or, uh, you know, they just, they're supposed to make them thicker and fuller. Right. And <laughs> oh my God. You're hilarious. Now that we've discussed the brow, the brow beaten, we did the, the brow beat down <laughs> ladies. Let's get our brows in check, you know, and our chin hairs. Oh Lord. Chin hairs. Make sure you have a plan for that with your kids. You have any, because nobody wants to see a bunch of old women in the nursing home with chin hairs everywhere. Insecurities are real, whether it's body image or style or hair <laughs> or the lack of. Like the- As my grandmother said, it doesn't matter what's on the outside; it's always what matters on the inside. Yes, yes. So- you might be pretty to look at, but if you're not a good person and you don't have a good heart you're never going to get where you need to go. And she'd always say that after she slipped my ha- hips and say, Jules, getting little big hips here. <laughs> Thanks, yep. Graham. It's a timeless insecurity. We all have them. But it doesn't matter what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside that counts. Yes, ma'am. Wow. The one thing I would take away though, out of all of this is be that girl at the water park who just yeah. really walked up to me and said, you look amazing. Do that. If it can make you feel good and you can make somebody else feel good, it's so worth it. If you like somebody's skirt, say, oh my God, that skirt is amazing. Like compliments go so far, especially if we, like Jules and I pointed out, we're all insecure on some levels. We all have stuff. Mm-hmm. So if, if, Absolutely. if you see someone and they look good, tell them. Well, like you said, compliments go a long way. So if we can be more supportive of each other, in a positive light instead of you know more in a negative light then it like you said it could be a waterfall effect yep yep so well thank you for listening today to our friday ramblings about chin hairs self-body image and eyebrow beatings i mean come on i can't get better than that so Rhonda, thanks for joining us again and to all you wing women out there remember you don't fly solo bye guys we hope you enjoyed your flight with the wing woman podcast remember no one should fly solo in life if you like the show we'd love a subscription maybe a review a like and a share so that others can find the wing women in their life so until our next episode have a safe flight